This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, October 15th, 2023. The resistance nudges. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Isn't this a great day to be part of God's kingdom? Yeah, sun's out. Phillies are on a win streak. Yeah, it's a great day. So today we continue our, some people didn't shout to that, I'm sorry. (laughs) So today we continue with our uh, series called The Resistance, Ways by Which We Resist God. Um, Week one we talked about complacency, how God doesn't like it when we're complacent. Last week, our focus all was on connection, how God, uh, he calls us, he creates us to be connected with him and with one another. Today, our focus is on nudges, Holy Spirit nudges. Well, good morning, Connection Church. It's great to see each one of you. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for being here on the other side of that camera. We hope everybody's had a great weekend. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. I just have to tell you something really exciting. Well, there's a lot exciting going on. First of all, isn't our worship team, praise team, incredible? They're just amazing. Just amazing. Week after week after week, they kick it out. So this Tuesday, actually tomorrow morning, but this Tuesday night, Alan and I are going to something called the Dove Awards. Has anybody heard of the Dove Awards? It's uh, you know, the Christian uh, um, Grammys, and we're going to Nashville. And I'm going to be in a room with like the most, I know, you're, you're like, I'm going to be in a room with like the most, all these groups and all these singers and all these producers were going to be in a room. But I'm, I'm like a, I have this thing about like famous people. I, I'm going to be like, whoo, Tuesday Chris night. Thompson, Chris, Thomas, Chris Tomlin. Tomlin this morning is telling his congregation, you know, Tuesday night, I'm going to be in a room with Carrie Jones. <laughs> and, and the whole congregation is like, no. Yeah. So we're flying back Wednesday, but I'm so excited. So you, you can watch it on Friday night. I've got a new outfit. I might be on TV. I'll be waving. Hey, Connection. <laughs> He'll be there too. <laughs> I did not get a new outfit though. Same old suit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for this family that we have called Connection, for another day to be about your business, another day that is an absolute gift. As we sit here today together, or as we worship online, settle us in, remove any distractions that might take away from what you would want us to hear, experience, or any nudge that you might be giving us. And so we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said? Amen. Amen. All right, so have you ever had anything like this happen to you? A name comes into your head. Or you get this little pit thing going on in your stomach. And at first it seems random, 
but then you realize it might not be. And so you think, what was that about? <clears throat> but you might pick up the phone or reach out if it's, a, if it's a person, or you might start praying about that situation. That's a nudge. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I get woken up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what is that about? So I'm thinking, okay, I guess you want me to pray. And I have this list of people and situations or whatever it is, and I pray. That is a nudge. And as I've grown closer to the Holy Spirit, those nudges come more frequent. That being said, I'm sure I miss more than I respond to. And, you know, Lord, forgive me for that. But sometimes it's like, what is that? And then I keep moving. Or it's like, nah, or I don't do anything about it. Or I miss it all together because there's so much noise around. Holy Spirit nudges. Hmm. So it was about a year ago, October last year, I went to my 50th high school reunion. Oh, you weren't supposed to tell the number. No, I, was, I did that on it purpose. It wasn't mine. No, no Don't that's say true. It. Next summer. Um, I'm going to warn you, if you haven't done that, be cautious because there's a bunch of old guys that are claiming to be your classmates, you know? Uh, so I went to this reunion, and, um, and there was a guy there who I'd spent a lot of time with in high school. We'd worked together at the beach one summer, but I hadn't seen him since, like, college. I knew from Facebook and all that he lived in Massachusetts, and, and at the reunion, it was nice. We had a chance to kind of talk, catch up, and this, that, and the other. Um, and, and after the reunion, I got this nudge that I'm supposed to send this guy a Bible, now, I don't, believe he, I don't think he's a believer, um, and I wasn't really sure how receptive he would be, so I ignored the nudge. Anybody ever ignore the nudge? The nudge? Yeah. But here's the thing, it wouldn't go away. It kept, kept, and I kept, and it kept. So last June, I, um, I, um, eight months later, in June, I messaged him telling him that I'd been led to send him a Bible, but I didn't know his address, and would he be open to that? He said, yeah, he would be open to it. He gave me his address, so I had Amazon send a life application Bible. I figured if it was this important, I wasn't going to go chintzy, you know what I'm saying? If it was this important to the Holy Spirit, I was going to Give him, give him something that was going to do the job there. And so um, I messaged him. I saw online that it had been delivered. So I messaged him, uh, seeing that he got it. I asked him if he was familiar with it. I asked him if he'd ever read any from it. He said, yes, he was familiar. He'd read some from it. And that if he had any questions, he would let me know. Okay? So basically, the ball's now in his court. And, you know, I'd love to tell you that we've been talking weekly scripture stuff and, you know, and he's come to Christ. I'd love to tell you that, but I'd be lying. <laughs> I, I haven't really, we haven't had a conversation about it since, but, you know, that's okay because I did what God, the Holy Spirit called me to do. 
And see, sometimes that's what we, what is, well, sometimes you don't get to know. Sometimes you get to take step one, somebody else is going to take step two. I have a feeling that we'll be, we can't converse through a messenger, so I'll ask him some questions or just touch base with him, and we may have Bible conversations, but the thing is, we don't have to know the whole story, do we? We need to do our part of the the story. Um, Here's the thing, I tried to ignore the nudge. And I'm not sure why. I, I, maybe it was because I wasn't sure if it was from God at first. You know, sometimes I get nudges that certainly aren't from God. <laughs> maybe I was fearful of what my friend's response might be. Uh, maybe I was just cheap and lazy. <laughs> Whatever, the nudge didn't go away. And when the nudge didn't go away... And you better act on it, you know? It's important. And, and God's got a plan, and here's the thing. He allowed me to be part of it. Isn't that awesome? He allowed me to be part of it. I'm thankful God was persistent. I'm thankful that I finally paid attention. And I'm hoping to have some conversations with this friend. But if not, maybe somebody else will in the future. Holy Spirit nudgings. That's what we're talking about today. So we Googled Holy Spirit nudging. I mean, everybody Googles things, right? And we Googled it in 0.36 seconds, had 271,000 opportunities to learn more. Well, that's interesting. Also, though, we Googled on Bible Gateway, Holy Spirit nudgings, and that didn't come up with anything. That's because the nudging isn't, you know, said directly in scripture, but you'll hear, um, hear it said in other ways. And so, Holy Spirit nudges. Mm-hmm. That's what we're about today. So, so what is it that we're talking about, these, these nudges? nudges. Here, here's what Jesus told the disciples when he was preparing them for life after his death and resurrection. This is from John 14th chapter uh, 25 through 26. And it's um, NIV, New International Version. He says to his disciples, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Wow. And so God the Father sent the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, after Jesus ascended to heaven. But that doesn't mean that, bam, that's the beginning of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely not. The Holy Spirit was there from the beginning. We see that in the very first chapter, the very first and second verse of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the what? Spirit of God was hovering (laughs) over the waters. Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. The Greek word that that is translated here is paraclete. Say paraclete. Paraclete. Isn't that a fun word, paraclete? Yeah. It means advocate. It means uh, comforter. It means counselor. 
The Holy Spirit does all these things. The Holy, Speech is, uh, Holy Spirit from the Scripture teaches us all things and reminds us of what Jesus told us. And so as the one who reminds us, the Holy Spirit visits us and encourages us, nudges us, if you will, like, mm, 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 to do what God calls us to do. And sometimes those nudges take us out of our comfort zones. Here, who here loves to be taken out of their comfort zone? Come on, let me see a show of hands here. No, we don't like to be taken out. That's why it's called a comfort zone, right? Being taken out is our uncomfort zone. And those are places we would rather not go. But that's part of being a Christ follower, isn't it? Yeah. It goes with the territory. I mean, I doubt Jesus really wanted to hang on the cross. That wasn't his comfort zone, was it? But he did it for you and me. The Holy Spirit will nudge us and give us the opportunity to be Christ with skin on. Like reaching out to someone who's going through something. Like waking us up in the middle of the night with the name of somebody on our heart to pray for. Like telling us to send a Bible to some friend in Massachusetts. There's a scripture, there's a lot of scriptures, but a scripture that we want to um, talk about today is found in the book of Acts and it illustrates what we're talking about. Acts chapter 8. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. You know what? We need to stop right now and pray. Lord, um, Jerusalem to Gaza. We hardly have words that express the angst that our world has with what's going on in Israel and Palestine. God, we know that there's been conflict from, gosh, centuries and Holy Spirit, pray for us and uh, pray on our behalf when we don't know what to say. Protect people. No more loss of life. That there would be wisdom. That there would be peace. That the lion would lay down with the lamb. Lord, protect innocent people. Lord, we would pray that there would be a mighty intervention. That this, this war would cease. That it would end. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Candake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. The spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit gave Philip a nudge. <laughs> a very direct nudge. 
telling Philip to go to that chariot and stay near it. You know, Philip didn't know why, but he did what he was told. So he ran to the chariot, and he heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And he asked if the man understood what he was reading, and the man said, how could he if someone didn't explain it to him? And he invited Philip to do just that. And Philip used that opening, that opportunity, to share with the man the good news of Jesus Christ. So we pick it up at Acts 8, 36 through 39. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. See, because Philip was attentive to the Holy Spirit, and he responded to what the Holy Spirit shared with him, that eunuch was saved. Wow. Nudges. They're often called promptings, or they're called leadings, and they are a common experience for those who are connected with God. Simeon, Simeon's in the New Testament in Luke, Luke 2:27. Simeon was moved by the Spirit to go into the temple where Mary and Joseph were dedicating Jesus to God. Luke 4, verse 1, Jesus was led by the Spirit to go into the desert, and he was tempted by the devil. Acts 20, verse 22, Paul was compelled by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. So are you catching on? This is all about nudges, leadings, um, promptings. And there are different kinds of nudges talked about in the Bible. Some were from the Spirit of God, but not all. (laughs) Because others are internal. They come from ourselves, our heart, our our, our sin, our troubled thoughts. And still others are generated by the devil himself. Be cautious, because the devil is a great imposter. Got to be cautious. So how do you know if the nudge is from God? That is like, how do I know if it's God's voice? That is the question that I probably get most of the time. How do I know? Well, first of all, you have to know the one who's doing the nudging. You have to know God the Father, Jesus Christ, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. As in any relationship, how that happens is that you have to spend time. You spend time getting to know God. How do you do that? Well, it's through reading the Bible. It's through praying, study, worship, journaling, being a part of a small group or a Bible study. All those are ways that we get to know God. And then we learn to discern his voice. In the book of John, Jesus says, it's John 10, 27, that the sheep, that's us, know the shepherd's voice. The shepherd is Jesus. And so isn't it true the more time that we spend like getting to know each other, the more we know them and, and what their thoughts are and what they're thinking? 
It's the same with God. And so we've got to do that. Now, any nudge that is not consistent with who God is, with his character, with his promises, with his direction, with his ways, beware. That is not the Holy Spirit nudging. The Holy Spirit is consistent with everything that is shared in here. God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Here's another thing with nudges. It's, it's not for us to gauge the importance of the nudge. We might think a nudge is inconsequential, not realizing the long-ranging and life-impacting effects of what the Holy Spirit is doing. On the other hand, the nudge could have huge implications. On the one hand, like I've shared before, like upset with Carrie, we've had an argument or something, and the Holy Spirit says, put your arm around her. No, <laughs> no, put your arm around and just will not let me go until I do. You think, well, well, the big deal of that is it has lifelong implications for us, okay? Well, on the other hand, you, um, we talked about how the Holy Spirit... Um, shared with me in an airplane over the Philadelphia that this church is supposed to be for families and the way we were doing it before in separate churches wasn't going to work because we should be the model for families here that families work together, stay together. And contrary to what each of us thought, we were supposed to work, do this thing together here at Connection Community Church, you know? Or, or as we... We shared this uh, last week that this church, uh, the name of it, came from a nudge while we were in a restaurant. Uh, our, our nudge to buy this piece of land on which we have built this church came from a nudge. So I want to share my most recent nudge. And it, it was a pretty radical nudge. Alan and I were at a New Room conference uh, last month, and it was in Houston, and there were about 2,000 people there in this you know, big mega church. And in one of the sessions, the speaker asked anybody to stand who needed a healing. Well, I have been struggling with some gastric issues for a long time, but it has escalated and gotten to a point in the last six months where it's almost been debilitating at times. Um, I, about an hour and a half after I go to sleep, I get woken up and my throat is burning so much that I don't even know if I can breathe. And it, I feel like, is this ever going to be over? So much so that I can't lay down and go to sleep. I, once that happened, I had to get up and go sit in a recliner for a couple hours, and then like at 3.30 or 4, I would crawl back in bed. I mean, I've, this has been close to nightly for six months. So I hear, okay, if you want to be healed, stand up. And I'm like, I don't think so. No, I... I you know, this really isn't a life, you know, I'm not going to die from this. I'm going to hurt from this, but I'm not going to die from this. So I'm not, I'm not going to stand up or, uh, that's dumb. 
you know, the battle starts in my mind. Carrie, it's dumb. Just, just don't. And all these people are saying, well, like, what's going on here? So maybe I was even a little skeptical. Well, I thought, okay. So I stood up. And I didn't go forward or anything, but I just stood up and I opened my hands and I said, God, I stand before you and I'm asking for healing of my throat, of my esophagus, and I claim it. I claim it in your name. It's already been done. Thank you, Lord. And I just stood there for a few minutes and music was going on and I sat down. Since that day, it was over four weeks ago, I've not had it. I have never experienced a physical healing before. I've experienced healing, but I've never experienced a direct physical healing before. And I did. And I praise God because he, he did it. It does not make sense in the natural of what happened. But had I not God can do what God wants to do. But I believe that God needed me to stand up and surrender and quit trying to take care of myself and let God do it. I'm amazed, seriously. It's like, gosh, I didn't get out of bed again this night. Gosh, I, I feel like it's like comfortable in here. Amazing, amazing. So we'd like to invite Missy Hall, who had a Holy Spirit nudge also recently. She's going to share her testimony with you. Please welcome Missy. Let me use this. She'll get this one. Okay. Good morning, church family. Good morning. Are you on? I wasn't on. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I am so blessed and grateful to be here today and to share this with you. Um, after you hear the words, you have cancer, there is a very huge shift in your life. Like everything in your brain goes from life before cancer and life after cancer. And when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in February, my world just went wonky and so did the world of the people that love me, right? Um, worried, like, am I gonna have a future? What's, what's going to happen, all of this? And I was so blessed because my faith stepped in immediately and every step of the way, I felt directly supported by God through all of the diagnostic stuff, through all of the surgery, um, through treatments, um, all through radiation, I felt God's grace with me at every step of the way. Um, I only received good news from my doctors all along the way. I had all good news coming at me. But here's, here's the thing. About a month after I stopped radiation treatments, and I was having fewer and few conversations with my medical team, I started to feel fear again. I started going into this dark place of what happens if this comes back? 
I have a headache. Is this it coming back? What is this medication going to do to me? All of these things were in my head. I was doom scrolling. I kept looking up statistics and all of that stuff. And I was really spiraling into a dark place. I couldn't sleep well. I was waking up every night. I had nervous knots in my stomach all the time. But then I got a nudge, and I, it was on September 14th. I woke up. I was awake, you guys. I was not sleeping. I was not dreaming. I was awake. I was sitting up, my iPad open to like medical sites next to me. I felt and heard from the left side of my body and into my left ear this very kind, almost playful voice say, you're acting like you forgot you've already been healed. It was as clear as anything I've ever heard in my life. And I immediately started giggling alone in the bedroom. I am giggling. The butterflies left my stomach. I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. I have already been healed. So I went running downstairs to tell Jeremy, who was already on the phone with work. So I texted Carrie. Carrie got back to me before Jeremy did. And um, I told Carrie what happened. And we were both just talking about how miraculous that, that nudge, that nudge was. And I was like, Carrie, it wasn't my voice. You know, we've all had the thing, we've all had the thought in our head. This didn't come from inside of me. This came from beside me, into my ear, and then through me, through my entire body. What I didn't realize is this was September 14th, I believe it was a Thursday, that Monday evening, the worship design team had been meeting and had already planned this series that we are talking about. She's like, did Jeremy tell you that we are going to be talking about these nudges from God? And I was like, I had no idea. It's like, would you be willing to share this? And I'm like, absolutely, I would be. So Carrie and I hung up. I was scheduled to come in today. Jeremy comes out of his office. He's like, what's going on? I told him. He's like, oh, my God. The worship and design team meeting. I was like, I know, I know. Carrie told me I'm going to go talk on the 15th. Um, and I couldn't wait to share the story because God is so, so amazing. So, so amazing. And I am healed. Um, but there's another little tiny part of this I want to share with you because sometimes when you get good news as a cancer patient, you want to kind of tuck it in because there's lots of people all around you that aren't getting the same good news, right? You want to just be like, I'm just going to quietly live my, my little journey over here because I don't want to make anyone else feel bad. But, and I wrote this down because this didn't, these aren't words that felt like this feels like another nudge that came to me. We are a community in God. And he did not give me this very, very clear, direct nudge to tuck it into my heart to keep to myself. I was supposed to tell you this. He spoke to me directly to remind me of what I have already been given 
and to remind me to share that gift and to share that nudge from the Holy Spirit with all of you. And it is a very, very real thing, and I, I'm very blessed to get to share it with you. So thank you for letting me tell that little story. And God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you. You know, God wants to involve us. God wants to give us direction. God wants to assure us. God wants to invite us to share in this opportunity, this incredible journey, this incredible story. We are made with different receptors, not just our five senses, but we kind of have this Holy Spirit receptivity. Holy Spirit speaks to us through a variety of means, sometimes audible, sometimes not. He's spoken to me through kind of an electric feeling up my spine before. Sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle. There are a lot of names for these sharings from the Holy Spirit today. We're calling them nudges. The Holy Spirit uses these nudges to continue to carry out what was started when Jesus ascended into heaven to be with God the Father Almighty, when he sent the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, comforter, our advocate, our counselor. God wants what is best for us. And first of all, what's best for us is to be connected with the one who created us, desired us, and gives us purpose. God, that's why God sacrificed his one and only son, to pay the price that we could not pay to die for us, to take on our sinfulness so that we could be forgiven and free. This is so important. Jesus commands us to share the good news to spread it throughout the land. That's what the whole book of Acts is all about, where the apostles and the people went out to share the good news. But that didn't stop then. That continues with us. We are disciples, which means learners, which means followers of Jesus Christ. And it takes paying attention to what God wants and what God desires. And I'm going to say we need to be obedient even before we get the nudging or the direction from God. Say, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient whatever you tell me to do. It's like a preemptive obedience. Because that's what God wants. God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us who put our faith and trust in him. How do we know if this Holy Spirit nudge is, is real? Well, it's because it needs to be consistent with the scriptures, with God's character. And when you know God and you become familiar, you don't have to know it cover to cover, but you become familiar. You have some people that you can say, I just experienced this. I heard this. I'm feeling this. And go to a trusted Christian friend. You've got them. If you're here, you have one or two or 100 or 200. We're here for each other.
listen with our ears, watch with our eyes, pay attention in our hearts to seek the nudges of the Holy Spirit, and then we need to be prepared when they come. So the question is this, we, all, we often say, what about you? Where do you land with all this? Do you seek, do you seek the Holy Spirit? Have you ever prayed to the Holy Spirit? We just don't have to pray to God, the Father, or Jesus Christ. We can say, come Holy Spirit, fill my heart. Talk to me, guide me, show me. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And then are you ready to respond to the nudge? Let's be nudge responders, Connection Church. Because that's what the message of God tells us to be. This is the good news of the gospel. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. Kindle in us the fire of your love. Lord, send forth your spirit that we may be created, recreated in you, that we might receive freedom and forgiveness and that the chains that bind us would just drop away and that we would be open to you. Lord, sometimes we, we want answers and we want nudges and we want direction and sometimes we just have to wait. But Lord, sometimes in the waiting, that's an answer too. And so God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who guides us, who shows us, who directs us. We thank you for your love that is unending. Nothing is greater. We are grateful. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.